Hey there, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any item. That's 50% off adult toys, lubes, movies, or almost anything you desire. Plus, get a free extra gift, so sensual, we can't mention it here. And to top it all off, free shipping. And no, we're not teasing. Just type Dr. Cat for the offer code upon checkout. That's offer code D-R-K-A-T at adamandeve.com. We're talking this, we're talking that. Hey, what are we talking about? We're talking sex, not fiction, just facts. The freaky hookups that you just had. This ain't the birds and bees for mom and dad. So, Karen, you just got home from the bar last night, and you want to get super geeky with me. What's up with that? Hey, yo, Ken, I'm really trying to drive the ladies wild. Can can you tell me what to do? Can can you give me some skills, please? It's Sex Chat with Dr. Ken. Hi, this is Sex Chat with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Cat Banker, clinical sexologist and marriage and family therapist. And I'm here with just my cute as a button gay boyfriend, Mr. Ross Wait. Martineau. Oh, that would be me. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that is you. Hello, Ross. We are here to answer all of your sex and relationship questions from each of our perspectives. That's right. Gay take, straight take. And you want us to answer your questions, you can call the Dr. Cat 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week listener line at 213 213- Two seven zero one nine six eight, or email us at sexchat at drcat.com. That's right. And you can show us the love by showing love to our sponsors, which um, adamandeve.com. You can go there right now and get 50% off almost any item, plus a free mystery gift and free shipping on your entire order when you use the code DRCAT at the checkout. That's D-R-K-A-T. And you can get some love of your own. There you go. Oh, it's self-love, <laughs> much love, many love, love, love. So speaking of love, what's on, what's on your mind this week, Dr. Oh, Cat? let's up? see. So, oh, Love, Lust, and Faking It. Are you familiar with the book by Jenny McCarthy? I'm not. Jenny McCarthy, right. Oh, the former reality star who has always kind of dated well. Oh, she has. <laughs> you know, right. She has dated you know, well. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of her claim to fame right now. It's like she's she's dated well, and she's I, I think she's birthed well too, right? She I don't think she's ever got married, but I, she was with Jim Carrey for quite a while. I think they're broken was, up now. She actually was married to um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's a producer in Hollywood. They had a kid together a number of years ago. She's actually big into like autism research and everything now because their kid together. I don't know. She ended up curing his autism, blah, blah, blah. So she's been in the media about that, but they divorced. She moved on to Jim Carrey. Right. And I think she's also dating some other, like, hottie guy now. I can't remember who it is. But um, anyway, I've followed her career for a really long time, you know. I mean, she's hot. She's this hot ex-Playboy actress who I think is really funny. And she's into kind of some potty humor, um, right. she had her own show. Right, we like that. Um, she was on, on MTV, I don't know, maybe it was 10 or 15 years ago now, where she had her own show. Yeah. Right. Loved the show, but she was also well known for that, um, you know, Candy's Shoes. They had, uh, uh, they always have these different campaigns, and she was wearing Candy's while sitting on the toilet. Remember oh, this? Yeah. Reading the paper? <laughs> she got some backlash for that a few years ago. <laughs> I think, and, and backsplash, too. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. And she's also a really good friend of Chelsea Handler. Well, anyway, as she has said, her acting career never kind of took off the way she wanted it to. But she has really made a really nice career for herself with, with writing. She's actually ended up um, New, New York Times bestseller for books on her ex- personal experiences with being a mom, giving birth, being pregnant, um, 
and now this newest book called Love, Lust, and Faking It. Okay. Okay. And Obviously about sex. Yeah. Well, and, and you would think, I mean, I think it's, number one, the book's a little misleading. So I need to give the disclaimer that I've really liked all of her other books, and I was actually a little disappointed in this one. Because <laughs> okay. um, there's definitely some stuff about sex and relationships, but I felt like it was, I don't know, I just don't feel like it was edited as well. But the main thing about this book is that she has this section where she's talking to, to this woman who is not in my field. But they end up bringing uh, up the issue of sexologists, clinical sexologists, sex therapists, and what they do. And sh they say that basically you can hire one of us to come into your bedroom <laughs> and mm -hmm. tell you what you're doing wrong. So Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You've never done that to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. You should have just signed up. You didn't see the sign-up sheet? Yeah, um, I guess not. No, no, no. And it's just kind of a weird thing because it. I think for my profession, there's always – already so much confusion about what a sexologist is and what we do and then I felt like she didn't go to one of us to, to find out exactly what we do she found some other lay person who isn't involved in the field at all and ended up just the whole chapter was just kind of weird talking about what sexologists do I think without actually talking to a sexologist finding out what it was <laughs> hey, you know what i bet you i can look up to see who her agent is and maybe we can get her to skype on our show <laughs> right. and we can get her to answer to the man or actually in this point answer to the cat <laughs> right the doctor cat <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure on her busy schedule she would love that we could probably give her some free sex toys maybe she'd be okay with that yeah. <laughs> but i mean it would just be i would just be interesting to hear from the horse's mouth why she thinks what she does so yeah, yeah, we'll I work on that I know it's true and I actually thought about even tweeting her or you know finding her Facebook page because I'm just like dude you know cool I love that you that you talk about love and sex and that you are very open about your communication about it but like please get and apparently fakes it <laughs> and fakes it which you know okay fine I mean she's chosen to do, to do that and I, I just appreciate her candor and talking about it my main thing is just so you all know out there so being a clinical sexologist is an academic degree. We do actually go to school for it. We also can get additional national certifications for it. Most of us, I, I mean, I don't know a clinical sexologist that actually go, will go into your bedroom because there is kind of a breach of um, <laughs> of um, ethics there for us. There you go. Yes. yes. Um, but we are more than happy to like work with you um in the office through talk therapy and give you exercise to do and then report back. Now, granted, some of us do work with sex surrogates, which is now, those are the people that go into your bedroom and will help you and like, okay, try jerking him off this way or move right. over, honey. This is how it's done. Right. And some people get us confused with sex surrogates and that's not what we do. And I think Je Miss Jenny McCarthy had the same issue. Um, but, um, right. you know, basically a sex surrogate also is someone who is, it's not an academic training, but it is a national certification. You go through a program, and you can't work with a sex surrogate without working with a sex therapist. You have to have mm -hmm. a sex therapist who's basically the middle person um, to do the talk therapy with the person. So it can't all be like in-bedroom exercises. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, so that's my little soapbox. And, yeah, I'll probably reach out to Miss McCarthy in some way because I just, you know, Hello, please just just get the info right and keep doing all the good stuff you're doing. But, uh, yo, um, I don't. I it it definitely I think kind of permeates the consciousness of what people think about sexologists and and, and our deal, man. 
Right. She needs a better fact checker. <laughs> That's right. But it sounds like somebody who could use a sexologist is our friend, Miss Sinead O'Connor. Miss <laughs> Sinead O'Connor to you, lady. Yeah. She what? She she tweeted, right? Wasn't it like this whole thing was that she tweeted, you know, about her lack of uh, lack of sexual activity and her sexual frustration and is now basically the poster girl for um, backdoor sex. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Sex, right. I thought it was a really interesting way. Now, here, here again is one of those situations where you got to watch what you say <laughs> when you're out there as a celebrity. Um, well, I- qu- air quotes on celebrity for her now. Right? Oh. She was the one hit wonder. And have you seen her lately? Okay, not to get too catty and bitchy, but they they always paired this article with her in that seat, in that like jacket, black, all in black, and she's got the see-through mesh top with her big belly sticking out. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but maybe that you know at this point maybe you do want to use the back door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to look at her head on, huh? Oh, yeah, no, right. she or belly on. Yeah. She does look like she's been healthier, <laughs> but that we'll say that right. for the least. Um, but um, here's the thing: she basically said um, her blog entry was, "Is Sinead about to hump her truck?" And she says, "My situation, sexually slash affectionately speaking, is so dire that inanimate objects are starting to look good, as are inappropriate and or unavailable men and or inappropriate and or unavailable fruits or vegetables." I think she's a little focused on the and or. <laughs> You know. And apparently she's left she's left her lesbian ways behind. Yeah, she's she's only talking about men these days. Whatever. Right. And she says, um, it's she says. Needless to say, what I do for a living makes it hard for me to find men that only want me because they like me. Quote or parenthetical legendary arse yet i am in the peak of my sexual prime and way too lovely to be living like a nun. It is very depressing. I do agree with that. I mean. You know, she needs, she deserves to get it on just as much as anybody else. And I love that what she does for a living apparently now is eat. <laughs> oh, but yeah. that being said, that being said, she's looking for love and maybe it's, you know, sort of a little plea for help and or it got her in the news again. So, of course, you have to, you know, part of the snarkiness of me thinks that she's, you know, looking for a little publicity. But that right. being said, I am sure that there is someone out there who will fuck her, drive her to Portland. You know, right. That will... <laughs> and granted, she's not ruling women out. She said women would still be considered, but mm-hmm. you've got to be into anal, she says. She says, let me take the time to be very clear that I do anal. And in fact, I would be deeply unhappy if doing anal wasn't on the menu amongst everything else. So if you don't like the difficult brown, don't apply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? The thing is, I got to applaud her. You know, at least it's like, okay, you know, she knows what she wants and she's, you know, she's out there to get it. And as I said, you know, with her quote unquote celebrity, there are many men and women who would be more than willing to fuck her. So um, hopefully she's hopefully she's getting plowed in the ass right now as we speak. That would be That's great. That's right. With with maybe a couple of, of other inanimate objects, you know, on the sidelines to to break up the uh the uh, the the sex beast. I don't know. It's crazy. She's getting it. She's getting it at the farmers market, right? Oh, as we speak. Right. <laughs> Good luck, Sinead. We love you. <laughs> so we'll be right back after a quick thirty-second break from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. The sex chat with Doctor Ken. 
Hey there, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any item. That's 50% off adult toys, lubes, movies, or almost anything you desire. Plus, get a free extra gift, so sensual, we can't mention it here. And to top it all off, free shipping. And no, we're not teasing. Just type Dr. Cat for the offer code upon checkout. That's offer code D-R-K-A-T at adamandeve.com. All right, our first question is from Dan. Dan likes it young. I was wondering your advice on getting my wife excited about diaper baby play with excretion and clean up cuddle up sex. Okay. So, young. <laughs> well, excretion and excitement and sex for me just are not in the same sentence. <laughs> you know, that being said, Dan, good luck. Well, you know, it's like, uh, okay, you know, so you have this fetish, I guess it's a fetish, right? um, Infantilism, infantilism. Infantilism, right. Not infanticide, infantilism. (laughs) Okay, right. Infantilism. So, you know, it's like, it's like a Jerry Springer episode here, you know, so do you just show up in a diaper one day or, you know, um, have you ever talked to your wife about this? Does she know that you've had these inclinations in the past? I would actually love to try to talk to him in person to, to sort of suss this out a little bit. You know, that being said, you've got to be ready for the worst. I mean, your wife just might freaking freak out and, you know, just run from you screaming and thinking that this is the weirdest thing ever. Right. Um, so, I mean, fetish is fetish. Um, and, you know, I would only hope that, somewhere along the way in your courtship that you kind of explored what each of you are into. And if you didn't bring this up, then you're kind of, you're playing with a dirty diaper. As oh, bad, bad, Dan. Very bad boy. Um, yeah, no, basically it comes down to, okay, you realize that's going to be his new ringtone. Oh my God. He's going to clip that bad, bad, Dan, bad, Dan. Oh, there's his other ringtone. Shit. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's his third. Shit, oh, shit, shit. shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So when it comes to fetishes, fetishes tend to be pretty deeply ingrained. We've talked about it before. Everyone's got an erotic template, which is our template that all, that we've all developed over the course of childhood and young adulthood about what turns us on. Changing templates, kind of difficult. So if you've got one that is uh, off the typical course, you know, of you know, what most people consider common doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you per se. But what it does mean is that you're probably gonna have a little more of a difficult time integrating it with a partner who doesn't have the same inclination. Right? Right. right. There are a lot of people out there who enter this. It's yeah. just, you know, you're kind of putting the horse, the cart before the horse, or you didn't put the whatever, yeah. you know, you're, 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 you know, rather than kind of saying, okay, this is who I am. And maybe finding someone that's compatible, you found the love of your life. And now you're saying, oh, okay, you know, dress me up like a baby and change my dirty diaper. Bitch. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, it might definitely end up being a shock. So I would suggest, Dan, you know, really working with, with your wife um, on the issue. You might want to start really basic if there are certain things that you find erotic that are a little more on the like not shocking scale with her. Like maybe it's, you know, you want her to lotion you up or to powder you or something like that. Start with like the sensual stuff. Um, I like that. <laughs> like, doesn't sound so bad, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit of the spanking. If you want to talk about, the, there's also just a little bit of the, the like baby dirty talk. 
that some people some people just like you know regardless of the infantilism play you know what i mean what so, like goo goo gaga fuck me <laughs> like you know like like what i was just doing like oh you're such a bad boy let me give you a spanking and oh you shouldn't have Wait, done it no, no, more ringtones don't <laughs> <laughs> right and exactly and so that's you want to start slowly with those things but ultimately you're going to have to have the discussion because if you're going to be talking about moving into excretion play and clean up and cuddle sex and what that means is that usually with people who are into infantilism is that you know basically you have someone acting in the maternal role with you um kind of stroking you and snuggling you and doing everything you would do to a baby um, because that's what you find erotic and comforting. And it's right, just, just, just be aware that she may also may do the infant baby shock thing and shake you like a baby oh, no. because she just can't believe that you're into this. We don't want shaken baby syndrome. No, it's never good, no matter what. Um, but there are there are groups out there and there are groups online that just in beyond just getting off sort of infant groups but there are groups that will um make suggestions and that they incorporate partners into the play and i would suggest you're gonna have to get really real with your partner at some point and i would say suggest uh, you know introduce her to the one of those online groups with her one day talk to a clinical sexologist because the thing with with the fetish stuff is you can say if she doesn't like it and you can say okay 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 i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it i'm not going to be into it that's not going to happen in most cases, like you're just going to end up not going to end up feeling totally unfulfilled and um, your erotic template is still going to be what it did, what it is. The most successful couples, the most su- successful people who have fetishes are those that find a way to integrate it into their couplehood. So it may never get to the whole excretion phase, but maybe your wife is willing to do X, Y and Z, but she's just not willing to kind of, you know, do other Excrement. stuff. Right. <laughs> which excrement is a whole other show. So I'm not even going to go there because that is, that's a whole other discussion. Um, I think just the introduction of the concept for your wife will be enough. So there There you go. I said my piece. (laughs) Okay. Ian's girl has lost that loving feeling. I have been having a big problem with my girlfriend's sex drive for the past few months. Now we've been together off and off for off and on for six years. And lately it seems like we only have sex a few times a month in the past. We normally had, sex a few times a week. We're both very busy and going to school and working full time. She has a nine-year-old son that we both raise and is involved in a lot of school functions. And the amount of time available for me and her isn't all that great. We've been living this lifestyle for a few years now, so I can only assume why the change has been made. About a year ago, she started going to a doctor for depression. After trying a few meds, she found that one works and I've seen a huge change in her mood and in our relationship. This is going great as far as the relationship is concerned. No fights. She's happy. it's, It's all good. The only problem is her sex drive now is next to nothing with the medication. And now I'm stuck with the problem of having a stable relationship but with no sex instead of an unstable relationship with lots of sex. So his question, I would never ask her to stop taking her medication. We've discussed the issue many times. Um, I'm at a breaking point now, though. I love my girlfriend very much. I don't want to walk away. But if nothing changes, I don't know how I continue. I don't want to sound like a relationship is only about sex because it's not. When we do have sex, it feels like it just feels like she's not into it and there's no emotion involved. So this is what bothers me the most. It's hard for me to enjoy sex. 
um, and that I feel my girlfriend isn't enjoying it at all. I start to feel like the problem is is with me and how I'm not pleasing her in bed. She always assures me that it's it's her and everything's fine. I want to bring it to her attention again, but in a different way, hoping she will understand this time. Can you please help? I love this girl very much, and we talk about getting married, but truthfully, I can't marry a girl who has no passion towards our love life. I'm a very affectionate person and need passion in our relationship. I really need this to change in order for things to get better. Um, help. That sounds very desperate, Dan, or, uh, Ian, doesn't it, Ross? Yes, yeah. you know, well, uh, it's a lengthy I, question, but you know what? It's actually a really, really good question. That is, it is. is. Um, it's a, it's an interesting conundrum, and I'd be, I'm very curious to see how you answer, Doctor. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to dive right in. You, well, you know what? It's like, uh, you know, a relationship is an ebb and a flow, and there's going to be good times, and there's going to be bum times. I've seen them all, my dear. Anyway, <laughs> um, but you know. Uh, Sex is, an, is a big important part of any relationship, you know. Um, so, uh, how long is he? How long did he say it's been going on? Um, uh, the last years, yeah. Last yeah. Year. Okay, about so, a year and, ago, and, she's been on the. Yeah, but so about a year. So you know, it's like part of me is like, well, give it time because you know maybe it'll. Um, maybe things will change, but if it hasn't changed in a year, I mean, I'm assuming that you're, you know, again, you know, we always talk about that you're talking about this, that, you know, that she knows that sex is really important to to you. And even though that she doesn't have a sex drive, you know, maybe you need to be the one, or maybe it has to be agreed on that, you know, it needs to be initiated by you and that she can't always say no. I mean, uh, you know, there's gotta be a give and a take. And, um, she obviously has to realize that, you know, if I, I guess if I had to choose hmm, a healthy, you know, a, a healthy outlook on life or a rock and sex life, I'd probably, you know, take the healthy outlook on life. So, um, but at the same time, you are in a relationship, she is in a relationship and there is, there is a give and a take and, um, you know, and sex is involved in that. And, you know, maybe one of the conversations that you, you know that you have is that you know maybe you just i don't know that this is the extreme but if she doesn't want to have sex then you might need to find it elsewhere you know and right. i'm not saying that is that is a bad thing or that you know you're going to go off and fall in love with someone else maybe you just need to find a, sort of a fuck buddy or an outlet and um but you know that that is something that maybe needs to put on that be put on the table um you know maybe as a last resort but um uh, yeah. What do you think there, Dr. Cat? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I, I actually run into this pretty often is that people get on antidepressants because they're, they're out of control emotionally. They're, they're living unhealthy lives. They, and the thing is, it's not a clear cut thing. Usually it takes a couple different meds to try in order to find the right one that helps you get out of this horrible pit of despair. But I do know what he's actually talking about in regards to, I've seen clients with it and actually a number of years ago, um, I had gone on an antidepressant cause I had this huge, like 11 year relationship fall apart, blah, 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 and experienced what he's talking about. And it, what it is, is that for the, speaking from the person who's gone through it, if you're just apathetic about sex, mm. you just kind of, kind of could take it or leave it. And then also I had orgasm problems at the same time. Like I couldn't. So not only do you not feel like having sex, but when you finally do, you don't really get you're not feeling it. it. Yeah. Right. And it's not like. You know, I definitely if I were with a partner at that point, I definitely wouldn't be blaming my partner. It's pretty obvious that it's it's from the antidepressant. And um, and, 
you know, if you're with a partner, you definitely want to caretake that situation because obviously I, th- I think she, Ian's girlfriend, probably wants to come out of this all and, and still be with him. And the fact that the rest of the relationship sounds really good. Now, for me, I after a few months of that, I, I was out of there. I'm like, look, we need to try a different med or something because this is not, I'm not willing to sacrifice my sex life. Hello, especially as a sexologist. So, right. but I wasn't with a partner at that point. Um, so I switched to another one, and um, I think Wellbutrin tends to be pretty well tolerated by most by most people, and it tends to have a lot fewer sexual um, side effects. And that mm-hmm. one, from a personal aspect, and also with working with clients, since I've found has been a really good antidepressant for people who don't want to have negative sexual consequences with it. The other issue, just to keep in mind here, Ian, is that antidepressants doesn't mean you have to be on them forever, right? So what ends up happening is that when you take antidepressants, it helps um, it helps your brain fire like the neurons and everything that we've synapses and things we've talked about before. You're actually creating new pathways in your brain so that you're actually going to start changing your behavior because you feel better, and they kind of feed each other. The more you change your behavior, the more new pathways that healthy pathways that you get in your brain and vice versa, right? Because that's what the medications help you do. So that means that most research has shown that after being on, on antidepressants for at least a year, that many people can come off of them because they've created new neural pathways in their brain to where they aren't depressed anymore, but they don't have to rely upon the meds. So I'm not telling you to tell her to come off the meds right now. I'm just saying keep it in mind that if and when she's ready to titrate off of them through working with a doctor, um, that a, a good majority of people don't have to go back on them for whatever period of time, unless there's some situational issue that sooner or later, you know, sends them back into a tailspin, but that some people can use antidepressants just for maintenance when they really need it. Now, if she is someone who needs to be on it for a longer period of time, and that's just going to be the deal, then yeah, you and she are going to have to really talk about what's important. And there is going to have to be some give and take that um, even if she gets on a schedule with when she's just going to initiate as a behavior just to have some reciprocity in the relationship that probably needs to be negotiated. I would say, but Ian, you need to also pull yourself out of the situation and not take her reaction personally, which I know is really difficult, but you're expecting her to have whatever physical, emotional reaction to you during the course of sex. And if you don't feel like she's connected to you, it's not a statement about your relationship. It's her reaction to the medication and maybe you need to find a different language with which um, she can pleasure you you can pleasure her and then at the end of it people feel fulfilled enough to continue with the relationship Mm. good advice so you know it you're definitely gonna have to feel it out for a while but if you want to be with her there are risks with being with whoever you're with out there and definitely a stable relationship is super important and I feel like the sex stuff you can negotiate enough of it and find other ways um, for you to communicate about it I think that'll kind of get itself worked out eventually as well good alrighty next question don't listen to me oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to you come on it's don't still... listen to me <laughs> oh my god uh, uh, no no I'm serious I mean I'm not saying that you anyway um, <laughs> so ridiculous 
Okay, so uh, the next question is AF is bloody confused. Uh, he or she says, I haven't had anal sex in over a year, but when I have to go, they're always, uh, there's always blood on the toilet paper and the water. I would like to know what causes this to keep happening. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, the big H is one, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, which is oh. hemorrhoids. Right. So, you know, um, which, you know, hemorrhoids are, can be a byproduct of anal sex, but a lot of times they are genetic, unfortunately. I think we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. So um, I would get thee to your doctor and or proctologist would be the first, you know, course of action. Anytime you see, okay, folks. I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree, but anytime I see blood where it shouldn't be, you know, the, my first thought is probably, I wonder what my doctor would think about this. So get to your doctor, you know, um, you know, don't, don't, don't wait until, you know, you're, I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, so, uh, but my, my guess is that it, it is probably uh, a hemorrhoid. And um, so you just, you want to need to get that checked out. It's true. And and you can try and take a look, you know, back there with a little mirror or something. But oftentimes hemorrhoids are internal, so you may not see them. could also be some sort of polyp. And, you know, the blood, is it new, fresh-looking blood or is it older blood? Um, you know, I mean, it, it really just depends. You just need to get some sort of medical workup and have somebody who can tell you for sure what the deal is. But I highly doubt it has anything to do, especially if you haven't had anal sex in over a year. You know what I mean? It's something else is going on. Definitely. <laughs> so get back there and uh, get a second, get a first and second opinion. <laughs> yeah. Get, get thee to the doctor, as Shakespeare would say. <laughs> That's right. I'd look at your ass if I could, but as we said, I don't do that. <laughs> and do not send any pictures, please. <laughs> no. no, exactly. No. Unless they're of your hot boyfriend without and then I'll just forward that to Ross. So anyway, our final question is comes from Raymond, um, who has has puttered out. He says, I just turned 50 and my sex drive is dead. My wife is upset and thinks I no longer have interest in her. I work three jobs and never get much sleep. I'm thinking about buying some Viagra. The doctor's office is way too expensive. I read that Canada offers some Viagra at really low prices. Well, apparently Canada, with their big penises, also get Viagra cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> right. They have cheap meds in Canada. So, you know, you can, if you have health insurance in one of your three jobs, which I'm hoping that you do, um, oh. you know, there are, you know, insurances will cover this. I mean, it's not going to maybe cover you for, you know, five years or so. But um, uh, also, um, if you have kind of a cool doctor, they might give you a sample. There are samples to be had just to see if this is going to um, help any. But, okay, let's do the math. So 50, middle-aged, you right. know. Um, uh, three jobs. Okay. <laughs> and plus no sleep equals limp dick. You know, that I don't think yeah. that's unheard of. I mean, it's like, you know, physical health and or mental health, you know, play a huge part in sec in a sex drive and sexual, the, the workings of your organs and, and all of that. So, um, you know, I think maybe the the first thing to do is, you know, if at all possible, staycation, vacation, just one day off, if, or if you can have two days off in a row, you know, get out of the norm, relax, and you know, try to have sex with your wife, and and see if you know things kind of turn around that way. Um, uh, it's it, it, to me the first plan of attack here is it's 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 your it's your physical, you know, your your yeah. physical well being. So, 
Yeah, no, I agree. And actually, um, with Ian, even with that last question, too, you saying how crazy with all the kids and the, like, plans. And it's true. If you don't put a focus on your lifestyle and look at what what's causing stress in your life, whether it's multiple jobs, whether it's financial problems, whether it's issues with in-laws or kids that are out of control, all of those things are going to trickle down into your sex life one way or the other. And so, Raymond, it, it isn't shocking that, you know, it sounds like you are over, overworked, overtired, and you're getting to an age, again, where if you're not using it, you might lose it. So you need to get in some masturbation time in there as well. And if your wife thinks you no longer have interest in her, you know what? It's I, This is an area where I feel like it's a little, it's okay to overcompensate a little bit. You know what? Go out of your way. Do the staycation thing, as Ross mentioned. But but amp up, like, the affection, and, you know, write her little notes tell, reminding her how much you love her and how much you're into her and just do some other things that can compensate if physically you don't feel like you're able to perform as well. And I would also note, be super careful where you get medications. I know it's tempting to, like, go online and find a Canadian pharmacy and it might be okay and who knows. But you're also right as well, Ross, that, you know, go to your, go to your MD and see if you can get either even if the copay is a little spendy, just try it out to see if your body even reacts well to it because you don't even know that that's going to be an option. Um, but I would say, you know, you could also take the Viagra and then if you don't address the lifestyle stuff and the affection with your wife that you're still, you still may have problems. Right. And the bottom line is, you know, in taking Viagra, as we've said, if you're not horny, it's not going to get your dick hard. Right. Right. You, you also, I mean, it, it helps to keep you erect, but you also have to have the impetus and the the desire, you know, whatever, is, is, needs to stimulate you. You need to be stimulated in order to get it up. And then once you're up, the Viagra helps to keep it up. But the uh, Viagra isn't going to magically make you erect unless you're feeling something. Right. And and sex begets sex. I mean, research has shown the more more you masturbate, the more sex partnered sex you actually have as well. So I would think that would be a part of it too. You want to get that arousal in order and kind of work on that in addition to just however your dick's reacting. And then also if you want to try, you know, the cock rings and the penis pumps and the things like that too, instead of the Viagra, by all means, because sometimes that's just enough for a guy. And it's a one-time purchase and you're good to go for a while. Right. Hell, use a shoelace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wrap it around. Tie it. Well, no, you wrap it around, you tie it with a bow. Okay. And it, you know, it can come off, you know, very easily, but, you That's know, and, and you, you can control how tight or loose it is, so... I should just be very careful because that's some very sensitive skin down there. I, I would be more apt to say, go buy a cock ring that was designed for it, but okay, if you want to, if you want to get all... Etsy crafty break out the shoelace. <laughs> I'm not saying use like a barbed wire shoe or like a big leather, you know, but you know, a sneaker lace, it's nice and soft. It's, you know, you can wrap it around a few times, make a nice bow. So <laughs> unwrap yourself. Yes. Okay. Um, I will defer to Ross for that. Um, I haven't tried the shoelace. I can't speak to that. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. There you go. Now you have your homework. That's right. <laughs> the sex chat with Dr. Cat. Gay Take, Straight Take, it's the Featured Toy of the Week. Okay, Gay Take, Straight Take, Featured Toy of the Week. It's no, that's, yeah, which is, it's, you know, this leads right into what we're talking about, because one of the things that Raymond might be able to uh, incorporate for a little something-something that might change things up a bit on your staycation or whatever is the Sexy Slave Kit. 
That is right. And if I'm not correct here, or if I am correct, hello, that's what I would prefer to be, is, is correct. <laughs> it's um, within the bondage kit, there is actually um, some different little implements and um, uh, restraints and things that you can use on your penis as well, if you'd like, in addition to just using them on your wrists, because um, they're soft and cushy and, um, and an easy release as well. They are soft and cushy, although I'm looking at it, it's like, Going back to our our um, our podcast from last week, you'd have to be from the Congo, I think, in order for this to actually, you know, your dick would have to be the size of my wrist. Oh my God. <laughs> but lucky you, Raymond, and your wife is not a at fault either. So <laughs> any size it. wrist, any size. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. You. Um, but no, I, I have seen certain bondage kits that you can kind of you know, multiple multiple purpose sort of yep. uh and just play with it but it's nice it, it's it's an ideal kit for bondage experimentation there's there are two softly cushioned restraints fit smoothly and comfortably around your wrists or ankles and there are 32 inch uh cords that so it gives you some leeway um and i believe there's also a blindfold so for a little yes. sensate play there um and a, and a, a little tickler a tickler <laughs> <laughs> so wrap that up in your staycation luggage and take it with you. <laughs> there you go. And again, you can find the Sexy Slave Kit at adamandeve.com, and you can use our super cool code, Dr. Cat, to, um, I don't know if that's if this is one of the products where the 50% off apply to, but if not, I'm sure you can find some other accoutrements. So. There you go. And uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. You have questions, we have answers. You can email us at sexchat at drcat.com. That is right. And don't forget to rate and review us. Please go to iTunes and either click the little star, you know, one through five. We're, we're pulling for the fives personally, but whatever you feel is appropriate. And also you can write an anonymous um, review of us, which I love. I love, love, love to read the reviews because it helps us um, helps us design shows and know that we're on the right track. So. And on iTunes, you can check out the video podcast, which is a one to three minute sex bite tip of the day, daily sex tips from Hawaii. And uh, you can find links to all that crapola at uh, drcat.com. Woohoo. There we have it. Good to see you, Dr. Cat. Yeah, good to talk to you. You too. Toodles, Ross. We'll talk to you soon. Aloha. Aloha. Sex chat with Dr. Cat.